amazes you and that uh, you will think of what can I do for my God because I love him. That's your motivation. That should be your motivation this morning that I want to serve God because I love him, not because you're trying to work your way to heaven. You cannot work your way there. And you can't work your way into the promised land, uh, but you can say, I want to obey God. Uh, that's where we're at this morning. Go to the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 24. Uh, just again, thank you for your prayers. Uh, I was looking in our bulletin. Uh, Wednesday meal, chicken strips, potatoes, green beans, and dessert. Am I making you hungry? <laughs> and, uh, whoo, man, preacher, preach short. Lunch is calling. Uh, well, let's get a little spiritual food first. That's good. If you do have a bulletin, of course, you've got the basic outline. We're going to throw a few more things in there. Basically, we're ending this, getting ready for the next series of messages, uh, working hard on that. Choose whom you will serve. In Joshua, he ended his book and his ministry, his time with Israel, very similar to the way Moses ended up. And uh, there's a great big storyline, and it says Joshua 24:15. But I want to back up just a little bit to Joshua 24 and uh, verse 11. It says, And you went over Jordan and came unto Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites and the Perzites and the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Gergesites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I delivered them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you which drove them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with the sword nor with the bow. And I've given you a land for which you did not labor, cities which you built not and you dwell in, vineyards and oliveyards which you planted not do you eat. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. In other words, I want to make up my mind in verse 14 that that is what I need to do. I need to make up my mind this morning. Too many of us sit on the fence and we, we say, well, I, when I get around to it. <laughs> and uh, matter of fact, there's some tracks that are little round discs that have a T-O um, or T-U-I-T on it. That's the way it's spelled, to it, T-U-I-T. 
and uh, said, so well, I'll get around to it. And you just pull one of those out of your pocket and you give them that. Now you've got a round to it. Get it? All right. And so you get one of those and you can help somebody out this week. All right. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Verse 14, serve him in sincerity and truth. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Now, this is interesting because the Bible teaches that uh, even Abraham's forefathers, Abraham, the father of Jews, served different gods. You know, Abraham woke up one day. He believed in the God of Israel. And even though he was, there was no such word as Israel then. He believed in the God of the Creator, the one true God. And that God spoke to him and said, Get out of the land where you're dwelling and go into a land that I will show thee. And he believed that. And so get this. Some people serve the Lord in spite of their own family. They choose. And now this is exactly what Joshua is saying here. And then he goes on to say in verse 15, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But this is what Joshua said in the theme of this morning's message. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it's a choice. It's a choice that we make who to serve. In this introduction, I put the promised land at this point has been conquered. The land's been divided. We've, I really didn't have a chance to cover this. It's great Bible study, the cities of refuge, which is a type of Christ. It's neat. It's wonderful. But we come to the end of this book, and Joshua saying we need to choose. Okay, and I put some things in there that we need to choose. We're going to be doing some Bible drills just out of curiosity if you have a Bible this morning, hold it up. Keep it up in the air when you get it up in the air. Hold, there you go. There are more and more coming up. Right? Some of them, you grab them out of the pew. That's fine. Yes, all right. There you go. Put it down. This is what you need. That's your game plan, your playbook. Folks, this business of serving the Lord is much bigger than the opinion of Brother Michael. It's, it's much bigger than what I think. It's more important than any one man. You know, there was a, I've shared this illustration, I believe, before, but you may not have been here to hear it. There was a missionary in the 1920s, there was an opening to go to Papua New Guinea, a set of islands not too far from Australia, and uh, he said, those people have never heard the gospel Cannibals live there, wild people, and uh, still some people still practice that. It's not it's very rare today, but anyway, he went there, missionary and his whole family. The natives of Papua New Guinea uh, killed him and his family and consumed them. Well, he had told them about Jesus. He didn't last a long time. About 30 years later, not quite a generation later, Another missionary and his entire family was called there. Uh, true story. I can give you the bibliography on it if you need it. But anyway, he went there. He said, they said, they'll kill you. They'll, man, people have died over there. He said, I don't know why. 
God's laid it on my heart. And just like Paul said, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Any of y'all called into the mission field? Oh, yeah, we say we cannot pay those guys enough, especially to go in dangerous situations like that. The fellow went over there. They were about to attack him, make a long story short, take him out, kill him. Whenever the chief guy, after he told him about Jesus, he said, I was here when the first guy came. Let's listen to him. And ended up that whole island became converted to Christianity. And uh, here's the point is. Could you say yes to God if you were the first missionary? But it took the first missionary to open the door for the second one to go there. So many times, folks, there are examples of people in the Bible like Stephen. Stephen's death. Now, it doesn't say what kind of guy Stephen was. The Bible just said he was one of seven guys elected in Acts chapter 6 to do a work that the church needed. When he did his job, and whatever those guys were, deacons, just servants in the church, I'll do whatever, and they were ordained. And Stephen said, I'll do whatever. And you can read it, they performed miracles. Stephen and Philip did. It's recorded there. They were doing everything they could So they were preaching, they were baptizing, Stephen preached a sermon. His death was significant in the conversion of Saul, who later became Paul. What if it takes that? Joshua is here saying, make a choice. Make a choice. So many of us will make a choice, but we'll make a choice that suits us. We'll make a choice that makes it more convenient for me not for others to come to Christ. Deuteronomy, you know, it says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, I'm just going to back up a little bit. I'm going to put my finger there, get Deuteronomy 6 nailed down. Then way over here in the New Testament, I'm going to get Colossians nailed down. All right, so you can just head to Colossians 3 and also Deuteronomy 6. I know those are a long ways apart. I got confidence in you. taking me a little while also choose heartily and i'm going to read these in reverse order so i'm going to read colossians 3 first and then deuteronomy chapter 6 how what does it mean to choose heartily this morning some of you get all worked up how excited when your team wins a football game, woo, praise the Lord, yeah, praise the Lord. Some of you praise the Lord on that and won't praise the Lord in church, okay? Something's wrong with that picture. <laughs> and uh, so it's okay to say amen, uh, sometimes say oh me or whatever. And it, But it's all about you saying, God, speak to me this morning. It's, matter of fact, it says it right here in Colossians 3.23, whatsoever you do, If I'm going to play football, basketball, if I'm going to bake a cake, and when it comes out, guess what I'm going to say? Praise the Lord! (sighs) Some of y'all don't like cake, huh? What's the matter? All right, so guess what? It doesn't matter if you're baking a cake, banana pudding, uh, uh, 
just pouring a glass of milk. Praise the Lord, a glass of milk. You know, at $2 a glass, you better praise the Lord when you swig it down, okay? Milk's high. I just bought some this morning. What is this? It right there. I'm not lying to you. In my Bible, black and white, Colossians 3.23, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. You know what this basically is saying? What's your motivation in life? What's motivating you to do what you do? We got a lot of school teachers here this morning, and, and uh, boy, we just got people working. We've got everything from A to Z. We've got people in, the, in logging. We've got people truck driving. We've got people at the mill. We've got teachers. We've got butchers. We've got all of this. we got it all. Do it heartily as unto the Lord, not as unto men. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5. It says, uh, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart. I'll just stop there. You can't serve but just one. Both of these are in the New Testament. You cannot serve. Many people are serving the God of recreation. Now, there's nothing wrong with recreating. I mean, we got people right now that are taking one last weekend before Fall, I mean, then there'll be fall stuff. And, uh, man, there's people on the beach. Maybe they didn't get washed away by this uh, tropical depression that come in. We got people everywhere. There's, I mean, what God are you serving? You can serve any God you want to. You can serve the God of recreation, the God of deer hunting, the God of sports, the God of this. And I love all of those things. Man, I'm, I'm a man of many hats. I love it all. But I need to serve God. I need to keep him first. And in, uh, uh, quickly, I want to get there in Luke 16 and verse 13. The word of God says, no man can, no servant. Another gospel says, no man can serve two masters for either will hate the one, love the other, else he'll hold the one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which of course is money. James chapter 4, now this verse will stand up and slap you. You say, I don't want to be slapped. Well, then plug your ears. Okay, James chapter 4 and verse 4. Now, he was speaking to save people. And I'm going to boil this James 4, 4 down for you, and it is not pretty. It says, you adulterers and adulteresses. You say, I've never committed adultery. Well, you, it's a, you, you got his point wrong. He's talking about spiritual adultery. In other words, putting something ahead of God. If I put something ahead of my wife, I'm making something more important than her in this world. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world it says, if you have a King James Bible, enmity with God, that just means that's against God. You're saying, I care about this more than I care about you, God, is enmity with God. Notice, finish, let's finish verse 4. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And that sounds like i got to make a choice. Duh, the light bulb just come on. What is the title of the message? Choose. And how many of you 
You know, I've known families before that, uh, and I've, you know, we've made this mistake. If you don't choose what you're going to do tomorrow, tomorrow will choose for you. Same way with money. If you don't choose, well, I need to budget, which means that if I want a cell phone bill, I may have to cut out something else. Some people say, well, I just want it all. And all of a sudden, (laughs) some of you are giggling. I, I want it all. I want all those bills. And then all of a sudden you realize there's nothing left and you're in trouble. What? Just like in life, you can't, you can't, what God say, you cannot serve God and mammon, you must make a choice. You cannot play with the world and come out smelling like a rose. You must make a choice. God says, if you try to do the impossible, you cannot play with the world and not think it won't affect you. It will. Your children and your grandchildren are watching you. Last night as I prayed with my children, tucked them into bed, we thanked the Lord after breaking down 19 times this weekend, and I lie not, okay? Ask any of my family, including Sean. He was with us. He's preaching this morning over in Warren. I was just told my kids when I talked to men, thank the Lord we're home in one piece. Okay? <laughs> I'm just glad for our health. You got to you got to realize whenever you're raising your kids, they're seeing what you stand for. They're seeing what's important to you. And whatever's important to you likely will be important to them. So make your choices carefully. And you say, well, there's nothing wrong with this. Right, but where does it rank? Where does it rank in importance? In your, a choice. You can't serve, but <clears throat> just one. Straddling the fence. Let's head on and serve faithfully. <clears throat> All right. Hey, Caleb. There you go. Could you bring me a cup of water? I think there's some in the bathroom. Okay, just a little small cup. Thank you, sir. There's a frog there, and I need to wash him down. Revelation chapter 3. This is good. Y'all are doing good. Brother Emmett did good, and he's about to do even better because he's about to lead the invitation. And then guess what will happen during the invitation? You will make another choice. You will respond to ever what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. If He's leading you, just stand there and just not just as I am. If He's leading you to do that, which I don't think He is, but uh, then so be it. Just bring it up here, son. I won't throw it in your face. All right. Okay. Revelation three sixteen. It says this. Now here's a, a church made a choice. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. The church had made a choice. 
Well, I don't, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too carried away for Jesus. I don't want to give the missions. I don't want to do one. Then, you know, well, I don't want to be a total reprobate either, but you know what the danger of lukewarm is? You know, I will tell you the danger of lukewarm. Lukewarm is today like this. Y'all come to church and you look good this morning. I want to brag on you. You know, uh, Brother Jason made a great point this morning in Sunday school. He said, did you know, and it's proved, I've seen it in many uh, uh, books about whether it be raising families or dealing with people. Did you know that if you make one negative running down remark, negative comment, you say something uh, bad about somebody, it takes ten positive remarks, positive statements, whether it be to your kids, your friend, or about your church members, to overcome that. And that's true. So many times it's so easy to say a negative thing to somebody or about somebody or about something. But it takes ten of those to make a positive over even, even to, then you're back to zero. And you hadn't even moved. And so here as we, we look at this church here and we see they're, they're, you're lukewarm. What does that mean? It's a church in flux. And so you come here and I want to brag on you and say a positive comment. Y'all do look good. You're sitting here pretty. But when you leave, how do we behave in the world? How do we act? Who do we talk about? What do we talk about? And you know what lukewarm is? Lukewarm means this. You come to church, you look pretty. And then you leave and you never bring up God again in your personal life or your public life. And people say, they're no different than me. I, and I'm lost, have a little fun times in the world, act like everybody else, talk like everybody else, and that church member is no different than me, which means I'm leading by the way I'm living, I'm leading people away from the Lord. And that's why he says, I just wish you was a total reprobate or on fire. Because people know where you stood then. That's why he says lukewarm makes me want to puke. Sorry to put it so grossly, but that's what the spew out means. That is not a pretty picture. Thank you, Caleb. Next one, better choose God. Well, I don't have to back up far to First John two fifteen through 17. And if y'all think James 4.4 was tough, you want to put cotton balls, earmuffs, and your whole hand over your ears if you don't want to listen to this one. Some of them are doing it. (laughs) 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15. says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, 
The love of the Father is not in him, which means you're lost. For all that is in the world, which is, there's only three ways that you're tempted to do wrong. Did you know this? Only three. Every sin or temptation falls three categories. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. Lust of the flesh, you ever get hungry? All right. Uh, do you ever, do, does, do any people in the world have a sexual appetite? Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes, covetousness. You ever just covet something, just desire something so much it leads us to desiring it too much? Lust of the eyes, many men know all about that's the way we're wired. Lust of the eyes, pride of life. You know, some people said one time, which is totally unscriptural, if, if I call you enough names and run you and your family down, and call you and your mom every name in the book, then that gives country boy terminology, then that's good enough, I can now assault you enough to put you in the hospital. But according to Jesus, when he said turn the other cheek and say, well, I've only got two cheeks after the second word, then I can whoop them. You know, most of us couldn't handle that, and our flesh would overcome it, and you would just assault them anyway and put them in the hospital and be happy while you're in jail. But did you know Jesus, they talked about his father, and they ran him down, his father down, and they called him every name in the book. And he did not respond. Now, most of us, you say, well, I ain't Jesus. That's true. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. And I'm not either. What I'm saying is, is that most of us, where our, our Christianity is superficial, it's not real deep. I need to pray for mine to get better. And we all do. The pride of life is whenever your pride, somebody calls you a name. And most of us have a lot of pride. And the, listen to verse 17. And the world passeth away. And, and it says, the lust thereof ever desire. In other words, you're only desiring stuff for this long. How long are y'all going to be alive, you say? Then what are you going to do when your life is over? Where are you going to live? We need to choose God. In Romans chapter 12, I'd rather keep you going at breakneck high speed. You say, well, there's too much ground to cover. I know it. I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. And lastly, in Judges 10 and Isaiah 1, I'm going to give you a second to get there if you want to. Some of you are listening. Some of you are flipping and turning. That's great. If you're not flipping and turning, listen. That's all right. All right, give you a second. I'm getting there myself. Isaiah 1 and Judges 10. I'll read uh, Judges 10 first. <clears throat> he said, Yet 
You have forsaken me and served other gods. Wherefore, I will deliver you no more. Go and cry unto the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. It's kind of like, uh, let me ask you, let me ask you, let me, hey, y'all know, I'm just to tell you, that verse right there, how many people do you know raised in church at promised land, they know right from wrong, I don't care, raised anywhere. We got a bunch of good churches in Ashley County that teach the truth. I mean, you can name them, a bunch of good Baptist churches around here. Raised right. You go, people live and they don't serve the Lord like they ought to. They're serving other gods. The God, and let me just say, let me sum them all up. The God of fun. And then when the, you know, and I hate to use a worldly euphemism. But when it all flies up in their face and things go wrong, they're calling the preacher. Or they're calling their, well, they don't even have to call me and say, well, I've got too much pride to call the preacher. Let me call my buddy that goes to church or my mom or my dad. And then they're hitting their knees in prayer. What did God just say? When the mess gets out of control and you've had your fun, when tribulation hits, I'm going to let you stay there. That's what that book just said. And if he'll do that to his own people, the Jews, I don't want to get that far away. I want a God who'll be there whenever I need him. I don't want, and, and thank the Lord. Now you say, well, What about the prodigal son? He went back to the father and the father ran down the road and grabbed him and hugged him and kissed him and put a ring on his hand and a robe on him and and killed the fatted calf. Praise the Lord, we have a merciful God. He got fed up with the children of Israel. And he didn't ever completely destroy them. But he did let them reap what they sowed a lot of times. Isaiah 1.10 says, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. It doesn't matter. Even in the most wicked places, we can hear God. Brother Emmett, come on, let's get ready. Our musicians, get ready. Now's the time for your choice. And and I appreciate y'all listening to me. This was a a hard-hitting message. Choose. Choose. That's all it says. Choose. And then listen to the choice. Now, just because you say, well, Brother Michael, I can't be a Brother Michael, or I can't be a Jesus, or I can't be this. I'm not a perfect man. Jesus was. And I've made many wrong choices. All of us in this room have. And I beg God's forgiveness. 
but my final choice needs to be like Joshua. Our theme verse, Joshua twenty four fifteen. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Maybe you haven't been. Make the right choice today. <clears throat>